0: إن الحمد لله نحمله ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هاجي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون اللهم صل على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما صليت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم وبارك على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما باركت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم في العالمين إنك Naka Hamil Jid. Ama Asdak al Hadithi Kitabullah. Wa Khair al Hadi Hadi Muhammad. Wa Shar al Umuri Muhdathatuha. Wa Kula Muhdathatin Bida. Bidaatin begin by praising Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. We'll praise Him and we'll ask His help. And we seek His forgiveness. And we seek refuge in Allah from the evil inside us, and from the evil consequences of our bad actions. Whoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides, no one can misguide. And whoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala leaves to go astray, no one can guide. I testify that there is no God to be worshipped but Allah and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, our master, the messenger of Allah sallallahu Brothers and sisters, today inshallah we're gonna be spending a few minutes with the the definition of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ar-Rahman, ar ar Rahim. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, وَلِلَّهِ الْأَسْمَاءُ الْحُسْنَى فَادَعُوهُ بِهَا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the most beautiful names. So call upon Allah Subhanahu wa Taala using these names, and He said, "Allahu la ilaha illahu ala al-asmaul husna." That Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, there is no god but He. To Him belong all the most beautiful names. And the messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said inna lillahi tis'un wa tis'un asma man ahsaaha al jannah." the messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has 99 names whoever ahsaaha will enter paradise And the scholars have differed regarding the word Ahsaha. What does it mean? Some scholars, they said to understand them. Some said to memorize them. Some said to preserve them. Some said to embody them. Some said to use this name when you call upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Some said that you worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through all these names. Brothers and sisters, we were created to know our Creator. That's the purpose and that's the meaning of our life. And if we have forgotten this meaning, so it's the time to refresh our memories. Again, we were created to know our Creator, to know who is Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim. Every surah in the Quran, started with, Bismillah, Ar-Rahman, rahim Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim so what is the meaning of Ar rahmanir Rahim the first verse that we teach our children bismillahir rahmanir rahim the first thing that she said when you do anything you say bismillahir rahmanir rahim and the messenger of allah said everything that does not start with the name of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is ajazam qalilul baraka means it's short of baraka it's short of the blessing of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ar-Rahman rahmanir rahim some scholars they said ar-rahman means that his mercy encompasses everything that is mercy extended to the worthy and the unworthy that is his mercy is for believers and disbelievers for the obedient and disobedient servants but ar rahim is only for the believers only in the last day Imam al-Qurtubi rahimahullah said ar-Rahman is more specific than ar-Rahim And he said, no one should be named by but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't you see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَلِلَّهِ الْأَسْمَاءُ الْحُسْنَىٰ Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala to Him belong the most beautiful names. Don't you see that Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala said qulud'u Allah rahman Call upon Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala or call upon Ar-Rahman, the all Merciful. Whichever you call upon, to Him belongs the most beautiful names. Some scholars, they said, Ar-Rahman is the type of mercy that is beyond reach of human potential. That provides all the needs for the creatures of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, regardless of their worthiness. As for ar rahim this quality of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala manifests. This quality only for the believers. Only for the believers. Don't you see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, bil بِالْمُؤْمِنِينَ rahima," That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most merciful to the believers, only to the believers. ar rahim Ar-Raheem. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows this mercy, shows this quality to the servants who use their free will to choose his way, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's way, in order to be saved in, in the hereafter. Imam al-Ghazali he said, Ar-Rahman ar-Rahim ismani mushtaqani min ar-Rahma. والرحمة تحتاج إلى مرحوم وكل مرحوم يحتاج إلى الرحمة ولا مرحوم إلا وهو محتاج. هي said, رحمه الله إمام حجة الإسلام الإمام الغزالي هي said, الرحمن الرحيم. Our qualities derived from the rahma, from mercy and he said that the concept of mercy requires an object something or someone in need and he said yet the one who fulfills the needs of others cannot be called merciful if this is only accomplished without intention volition or concern again he said the one who fulfills the needs of others cannot be called merciful if this is only accomplished without intention or concern, I will give you an example. If you walk in the street and you saw a beggar and he asked you for some money, or for help, and you give him a dollar, and you say to yourself, just a dollar, you're not considered to be merciful. Because you give the dollar away with no intention. There is no concern about the person. The concern was that will not harm you. If you give a dollar, that will not harm you. That person is not called merciful. And then Imam Ghazali continued and he said, that the the mercy of the most merciful is perfect and unique that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not only wills the satisfaction of the needs of the needy which shows concern but he actually satisfy them satisfy them one of the most beautiful hadith of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam that he said Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has divided mercy to 100 parts So all this mutual love, all this gentleness, all this compassion, all these feelings, all these things, the good things, gentleness, the kindness that you see in this word is only one part of 100 parts. He said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has divided mercy to 100 parts. He put only one part in the earth and he kept 99 for him. And because of that one single part, people will have mercy towards one another. Because of that one part of mercy, the animals are merciful to one another. The dabba, the female animal, will lift its feet in order to avoid hurting its baby. Just because of this one part of mercy. But you might ask, what does it mean that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most merciful? While people are suffering, or people are injured, people are ill, people are having a lot of problems. Well Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the power to meet every affliction. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the power to remove every distress. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the power to eliminate every harm. Now let me tell you something, there is no evil that exists without something good in it. Again, there is no evil that exists without something good in it. We don't believe as Muslims, we don't believe in the absolute evil. We believe that everything happens, it happens for a reason. And there is something good behind it. Maybe you don't see it. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will never put you in a way, or will not put you in a level until you're, you're completely wasted. And that's when people sometimes say, I cannot take it any longer. Believe me, you can. You can take it. And when you cannot take it any longer is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who decides that she can or you cannot. And He will never put you or give you something that she will not be able to take. Again, He will never give you something that she will not be able to take. So everything, every evil that exists has something good in it. You know story, they said there's a story, a king, he has this advisor. And his advisor, this man, he used to say, La'allu khair, Maybe there's something good in it. Everything that happens, good or bad, he will say, La'allu khair, Maybe there's something good in it. So the... The, the, the king got irritated really by him and by his statement. One time they were hunting and then uh, he was injured. The king was injured and he, he he lost his finger, his forefinger. And then he the, the advisor said, La'allu khair, maybe there's something good in it. He got really upset and he put him in prison. When he was put in prison, he looked at the king and he says, "La khair, maybe there's something good in it. So one time the king went to hunt. He was uh, captured by some tribe in the, in the middle of the woods and these people they offer human sacrifices. So they took the king and they were about to kill him as a sacrifice for their gods. And then they found that he has a missing finger. They said, no we cannot sacrifice something like, like that to our, you know, to our noble gods. And they let him go. So he understood. He understood that the man told him, maybe there is something good in it. So he went to the prison and he freed him. But he asked him, but what happened? What did you mean when I put you in prison? He said, La khair, maybe there is something good in it. He said, because if I was with you, they would have taken me instead. So khair. <laughs> so if we were to remove that evil, if we were to eliminate this evil, the good in it would be nullified. And the final result would be an evil that is even worse than the evil that contains good. This is what Imam al-Ghazali said. If the evil were to be eliminated, the, the good in it will be nullified and the final result will be an evil that contain, that that it is worse than the evil that contains good. For example, you know sometimes when you read the books of Imam al-Ghazali, the Arabic, or even if it's translated in a good way, you cannot understand them, really. You, you, you have to have a teacher when you read the books of Imam Al Ghazali. You have to have a teacher. Imam Al Ghazali is one of the one of the wonders of Islam. He's a a, a a seventh century scholar. Most of his books they were written, and when he wrote these books, he assumed that the people who read his books have some, some education and some information about logic and philosophy. So sometimes when you even read the text in Arabic is so hard, you need a teacher with you. Anyways, so there is no evil that exists without good in it. Just think about a boy, that he got ill, took him to the hospital. The doctor said that his hand or his member or his feet or something or his leg has to be amputated, has to be cut off. Now his mother is shouting and screaming just because of her affection to her son but, and she refused. But the father said, now we have to do this. An ignorant person, when he sees that scene, he will think that the mother is more merciful than the father. But the rational person will think that the father actually is more merciful than, than the mother because he's looking for the, for the greater good of, of his son. Brothers and sisters, there are two types of mercy. General mercy and special mercy. And again today we're only talking about the definition of Ar-Rahman ar Rahim. We're not talking about the mercy of Allah. We're not talking about the mercy of Allah. We're talking about the names of Allah Ar-Rahman ar Rahim. There are two types of mercy. General mercy and special mercy. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, is with both the believer and disbeliever. The monotheist and the polytheist. The obedient and disobedient, the, the kind and, and the cruel, the pure and the impure, the good and the evil. But there are certain Quranic verses like, إِنَّ Allah مَعَ الْمُتَّقِينَ That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with the pious ones. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with the righteous ones. So the type of mercy that you should strive for is the special type of mercy. The special divine mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because general mercy mercy is not enough. It's not enough to breathe air. It's not enough to eat and drink and sleep. It's not enough to, to marry and work and gain some money. Because all these things are common among human beings. And Rasulullah said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, inna Allah yu'ati hadhihi dunya, lilladhi yuhibbuhu wa lilladhi la yuhibbuhu. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives this life to those whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves and those whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't love. So, the type of mercy that you should strive for is the special type of mercy, the special type of mercy, whereby He teaches you, He casts His light, His divine light in your heart, He inspires you, He teaches you the Quran, He teaches you the prophetic traditions of Rasulullah wasallam. He teaches you and inspires you with wisdom to do the right thing at the right time, for the right cause, with the right person. Who gives wisdom to whomsoever he wishes. And ever is given wisdom has been given a lot of good things. So, in other words, make Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give you this wisdom. Make Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give you this mercy. Show you the right way. Get you involved in righteous deeds. You know, one of my teachers he said, if you want to know your position with Allah, See where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses you. If you want to know your your position with Allah, see where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses you. Brothers and sisters, our share, the man's share, in the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, first, Ar-Rahman. Man's share, in the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ar-Rahman is to show mercy to those who neglect Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. By public preaching, private counseling, and to do it kindly. And that you should look upon the sinners with eyes of mercy. That's your share in the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ar-Rahman. Abu Hanifa, they said that he had a neighbor, he was alcoholic. And at night he would scream and shout and sing and just cause all kind of troubles for Abu Hanifa. They said Abu Hanifa advised him, but the man, you know, he didn't stop. One day his wife came and she said to Abu Hanifa, I would like you to come and pray janazah on my, on my husband. He just passed away. Abu Hanifa refused. And they said that he saw him, Abu Hanifa saw him in his dream, running. And then he said, what did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala do to you? He said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive me and granted me jannah. And he kept chanting, Alhamdulillah, praise to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one who didn't let Abu Hanifa to choose or decide who's going to Jannah and who doesn't. That's your share. To be merciful, to look upon the sinners with eyes of mercy, to think good about people. Your share of the name of Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala, Ar-Rahim is to fulfill the needs of others. Remove the distress of people. You know, this quality, quality of mercy, it's in us. And when it's lost, we are degraded to the level of animals. As a matter of fact, even worse than animals. Because animals have affection and compassion to one another. They do. They do. Rasulullah said, Al Muslim A Muslim is a brother to his is a brother for his Muslim brother. Allahumu. He shouldn't oppress him. Nor should he hand, hand him over to an oppressor. And then he said Whoever removes the distress of his brother Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Will remove his in the last day ستر مُسْلِمًا اللَّهُ يَوْمَ القيامة. Whoever covers up an error of a Muslim Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Will cover his in the last day My last point And it's something worthy to be noted When a human And pay attention to this When a human has mercy to another he does it to comfort himself. Again, when a human has mercy on another, he does it in order to comfort himself, to remove this feeling of sorrow that disturbs him, to soothe him himself. And this is a weakness, this is a point of weakness in in, in human beings. But in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mercy over others He does it for their own selves Not for His He does it because He desires to do so Not because He needs to do so Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is far above Any tashbih Is far above any anthropomorphic Feelings of sorrow that men or human being has sometimes when they feel, when they see someone who is less fortunate than them. I say this, wa I Alhamdulillahi wa ala rasulillah. صلى الله عليه وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين اللهم al- jam'a al- al- wala We ask you to honor us as you honor the righteous people before us. Allah, We ask you to pardon our shortcomings and forgive our mistakes. Allah, We ask you to remove our distress and our grief. We ask you to protect us from We ask you to protect us from inability and laziness And we ask you to place light in our hearts And make us sources of light Amin, amin, amin Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati al nasifoon Salaamun ala mursaleen Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen